0: I have a last-minute packing thing. I'm leaving for Hawaii in three hours and still haven't opened my suitcase. I never have time to pack and download shows before leaving for the airport. But I just got super-fast fiber internet from my house, and all those problems have vanished. I mean, I still wait until it's three
1: hours before my flight to pack, but now I'm able to download my favorite shows in seconds while i run out the door. Super-fast fiber internet. AT&T. More for your thing. That's our thing. Limited availability may not be available in your area. Actual customer speeds may vary and are not guaranteed. Go to att.com slash get fiber to see if you qualify.
2: Evening, Metal Faithful and Social Justice Warriors everywhere. This is the Metal Uh-oh. Hammer. <laughs> this is the Metal Hammer of Doom. And you know what? You know what that gets a uh, come here. Come here,
3: Horsey.
2: <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Ed. Uh, this is the Metal Hammer of Doom, and I am your host, the band data reporter, and frankly I'm mortified, Mr. Mark rattledge and we've got a throwback session for the ages here. We're going s- straight out the 70s with the new sound of the sword. Used future. A little bit of stoner rock for ass tonight. Of course, I am not alone to deliberate these proceedings. I am joined by the second chair. He was absent last week because he was uh, helping nuns cross the street and reading to school children. At least that's the memo I've been given to read by the censors. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, the formerly fun, the Metal Coop, Robert Cooper. How do you do, sir?
0: Hey, I am still very fun.
2: Yeah, tell it to the judge.
0: Yeah, uh, Hey, hey, I, I will make rape and sodomy jokes when I want to.
2: <laughs> okay.
0: It's just unfortunate because now I can't do it at work.
2: <laughs> well we'll we'll get back to that in just a second. But uh the man my partner in crime these days, the man the man right. that's the man that's helping me poke the bears and the badges, ladies and gentlemen, the disapproving dad and the host of source material in his own right, you love him. You think he's a racist too. Ladies and gentlemen, Jesse Starcher, how do you do, sir?
1: Oh my goodness. So Funtime Coop went and became none time coop.
2: That's right. <laughs> <laughs> and you can take <laughs> that oh, any way you like it. N- that N-U-N or N-O-N-E.
1: <laughs> oh, wow. Well, I'll tell you, this things have changed in the past couple of weeks then. My goodness. Uh, well, you know, I am glad. You know. You know. I'm glad. You know. You know, I'm glad to be here on a, you know, we're, we're a couple weeks after America Cacant and Judas Priest. I really hope we don't make anybody mad that likes the swords. So the sword's awful light laid back you know they're, they're <laughs> a laid back kind of bunch of guys and and i hope their fan base is just the same but hell you never know let's see what the episode brings listen you know, i'm just funny
2: I, i'm gonna i'm gonna continue you know, to just be me and say what i'm gonna say and if i piss somebody off <laughs> i mean such is life in the big city there's six billion of us on the planet i think I'm going to insult one or two people in the process of just being me. That's just life. What do you have to say for yourself, Coop?
0: You know what I have to say? So I was looking at the 2018 metal releases, and what did I find? Goat Tunnel.
2: Oh, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> um, Ronnie like,
0: Adams' seventh favorite band. <laughs> that's right. It is, right behind Goat Moon.
2: And Goat Penis. <laughs> you can't forget Goat and Penis. John
0: Cougar Concentration camp. You know what? Oh, you yes. beat
2: me to it on that one. Hey, right. so you saw th- So you asked me, um, you know, like, hey, Rattledge, let me uh, let me pick some albums here to review since this is a partnership, not a dictatorship. And I said, absolutely. Except we're booked pretty much straight through August. But go ahead and send me your list. What did you think of the list of uh, stuff that I have picked out for the month of for the months leading all the way through August? Other than you hate Godsmack. God, I hate
0: Godsmack. I really hate Godsmack. Uh, actually, there were some of them. Uh, what was one of them? There was one of them on there that I was like, I wanted to review that. That's great, Amorphous. That's right.
2: Yeah, well, yeah I, yeah, I knew funny. that, and I knew that the last Amorphous album was really, really good. So, um, I was excited to put that on there. Um, like, I, I,
0: Amorphous album's really good.
2: The uh, what I've discovered is there's actually a couple of covers albums coming out this year. There's a on of uh, covers album coming out. Um, they just announced a "Burn the Priest" reunion slash covers album that's coming out. There's the 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 one that I, There's one that's a al- cover
0: album that we need to review by a metal band. And what do they do? They review they they cover anime theme songs, <laughs> okay? And like old eighties cartoons.
2: Is the is this a new release for this year, or just just this has been out for a while yeah. now?
0: No, it's this year. Hold on, let me pull out my spreadsheet.
2: All right. Well, here's the deal. Whenever we review it, it's going to be in the month of October because October is Halloween and Halloween means all covers all month long. So every week in the month of October, I want to do a different covers album from this oh, year. So we got to be do,
0: perfect.
2: Yeah, so okay, save it for then. It, We're going to do the new Mystic it's Trick or Treat. That's Oh, is it really? Awesome. Perfect. Okay. Yeah, let me uh, let, let's send me the link at some point and I'll uh, I'll get it on the schedule. But um Yeah, we're gonna do the burn that burn the burn that priest burn the priest. priest.
0: priest.
3: We're gonna
2: do the burn the priest covers album. We'll do the trick or treat one that you just suggested. Devil Driver is doing like an album of all country covers. Um, Satyricon, like I said, Mystic Prophecy. Jesse knows what I'm talking about. Give me that hot stuff, baby. Hot stuff, baby, tonight. Um, Oh yeah. So we're gonna get all that in the month of October. But let's deal with the month of March. That is the sword, used future baby dolls. Uh came out I believe last Friday and it's already I, I gotta give the new Machine Head another listen. We may we might need to redo that and it sing as the um the soundboard went kaflooey midway through it. But other than possibly Machine Head and definitely Rumahoy, this this sword album is probably my favorite of the year so far. It's no baby metal. All right, I'm good. <laughs> Wait, hang on, <laughs> hang on. <laughs> Come here, horsey. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, it's. Uh, I I know that you're stuck on the orphan land and 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 you know last week Jesse got his pants wet for the Judas Priest, but I'm telling good you, man, shit. good shit. This new Sword album rose to the top of my charts, the Mark Radledge charts, um. Jesse, you were a little, little slow to be turned on by the new Sword album. You were a little cold. You, you had to you, took you a while to get to, get your motor run to get warmed up. Why is that, sir? Because I know you're a big Sword fan.
1: Yeah, well, I'm going to beat Robert Cooper to probably maybe the history of how I became a Sword fan. Uh, but I, I'll probably let him step in and tell him or tell everybody where I heard my first ever Sword song. Robert ooh, Cooper, ooh, where know, was that? I where know. was it at? <laughs> it, w- it was a Guitar Hero two.
2: Everybody, <laughs> take a drink.
1: Yes, indeed. Uh, so I fell. On, I fell in love with these guys. Loved playing that song over and over and over. Uh, which so I believe was three. Was three Freya? Yes. Yep. Okay. So yeah. no, did three have Freya? I thought it was two. Okay, I I think it's three. I could be wrong. Google this. Do it. Give us an answer. Uh, but I I loved playing that song and I loved the way it sounded and that was one of those songs that made me go I want to hear some more from this band just to see what I think of them and
0: yep, it's our hero too
1: it was two wow yep and that was Freya yep all right then so Damn, I'm good you are dude I swore it was three too but so I played it and played it and played it loved it um and then I wanted I wanted more I wanted more, so I dove into the archives of YouTube and I think you know just the old torrents to find out what did these guys have under their belt. And I listened to I think uh, what was at the time Gods of the Earth and Age of Winter. Oh, I love that album. Yes, both both those albums are have got some great heavy shit on there. Uh, and I was like, okay, I'm i, I, I kind of like these guys and was really curious as to what was going to be coming out next now this was so I got into them before warp riders hit and when, I love that album. when warp riders hit my mind was blown it was heavy and it is i think one of the i could I, that's one of the few albums I actually have list uh, downloaded to my iphone Okay, I've got Spotify, I could do all whatever, but I've actually downloaded that album to where I could listen to it. Warp Riders was one of my favorites, and it's good top to bottom. Uh, so, I, I, I immediately become a fan. Then, uh, let's see, we go into Apocryphon, which came out in 2012. Again, more Ooh. of that heavy stuff. There's, there's some great stuff on that album, and there might be a couple songs I could do without, but we're still keeping up with the Heavy.
0: You know they released did, that album on cassette, right?
1: did they really? oh yeah,
0: that's when I used to write that's when I was running the column, and I thought that was the funniest thing ever.
1: Wow uh then we have uh then we we have to wait three years and we get into high country in two thousand and fifteen, and now things take a turn. Things take a very weird turn for me uh when it comes to my enjoyment of the sword because I was like, oh, there is some stuff on here that really is not that heavy. It was not that. And as a matter of fact it they changed their sound a good bit uh, to where it was there was a lot more synth it was a lot more laid back uh, and it felt I don't know, just kind of lackluster so I was really trepidistic that's not even a word but I'll call it that what? trepidatious
0: <laughs> pardon you? <laughs> you?
1: <laughs> I was trepidatious is that a word? That's a word, right? Yeah, that is a there word. There we go. Okay. I, I was worried uh, about this, uh, this new album coming up. And yes, I was lukewarm on it. Now, this is my... Th- did you say 50 words or less? Uh, because I, clearly I've gone over that. But used future had me worried because I didn't know what we were going to get. And my first listen was more like, okay, I'm not... I This is more the stuff like high country brought us. Maybe even a little bit more tame. But... As we go through the album, you'll you'll find that I really, really have warmed up to this album a lot. So, uh, Coop, you know, I'll turn it over to you. Tell us about the sword, man.
0: You know, the pin is mightier than it.
1: Oh, hey, look at that.
0: And uh, it's the thing that lost Sean Connery Jeopardy.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, Trebek. <laughs> Your mother. Sheba.
0: Yeah, uh, so yeah, the sword, I discovered them through Guitar Hero, of course. Who doesn't? Take a drink. I knew it wasn't on the TV. Two thirds of this show TV. usually does. <laughs> yeah, either that or uh, my friend Nick, who's in town this weekend. <laughs> I still haven't had him on this well,
1: podcast. Why he isn't on the podcast? I have no idea. It, it, it's because
0: I said, hey, let's do. He's like, ah, if you ever do a Sabbath review, I'll be on it. So, that's so someday not, when Mark That's James not happening
2: anytime Mark, soon.
1: We're we're going back and getting what was it, thirteen? Let's do that again. Yeah.
2: Nope. <laughs> we'll re review it.
1: Bring Sean Garmer back.
0: <laughs> Love Sean. Uh, but anywho, so yeah. Age of uh Age of Winters, Gods of this earth, uh, Warp Riders, fucking fantastic. Apocryphon, there were some standout songs, but I don't feel like it was as strong as a of a uh, showing. Then you got the high country and low country and I'm like I ever tell you I don't like country the sword Cause <laughs> I, like it was all right it had some it had some bright spots It had some groove to it but
2: I wasn't thrilled with the, it to be honest with you
0: I felt like they really kind of lost their way and this album it's a weird mix of both worlds like there's some interesting uh there's some really groovy sludgy sort of metal songs that are in here but there's a lot of more atmospheric music and I like it. I like it. It's uh, it's one of those albums that like I feel like rewards repeat listens, and it has a real good hooks in it.
2: All right, let's get started here. Now, let me just uh, tell you right off the bat, um, I love this whole album. But here's the deal: I'm not playing the really, really short, like like the prelude is only 30 seconds long. There's really no point in me playing a 15 seconds of a 30 second song. Um, Same thing with Intermezzo. It's a minute and 30 seconds. There are some um, fairly lengthy... um, What do you call it? Um,
1: Instrumental tracks? Thank you.
2: I couldn't think of the word. (laughs) Instrumental tracks. Uh, I will play those. Those are worth playing. But we are going to skip Prelude. And we are going to skip Intermezzo. uh, Probably... um, We'll probably close out, though, with uh, a little bit of that reprise, reprise. Uh, In the meantime, like I said, let's get started with the first um, proper track of the evening. This is Deadly Nightshade. (laughs) Jesse Starcher, can you dig Jesse starcher can you dig that 75 vibe baby
1: <laughs> indeed indeed I I like this track it's okay uh, I think this is one of their singles that they released I believe um I could be wrong but I remember hearing this song short well yeah I'm pretty sure I heard it before the the album dropped and so I was kind of familiar with it going into the album. Uh, in, in the first listing. Uh, so it was... It's alright. I mean, it's not as heavy as I want it to be, uh, but I think one of the first YouTube comments... Yeah, I read those. Uh, One of the first YouTube <laughs> <Yeah>. comments... <laughs> uh-huh.
3: Uh-huh. Uh-huh.
1: One, of, one of the first YouTube comments that I read was that, you know, the S.W.O.R.D. has... They've made their decision as to the way they're going to go in down in music history, I believe. So the fact that this isn't as heavy as I want it to be, I think that's because the sword is evolving. We're watching an evolving band go into a sound that they like to do. Uh, so the, and this is probably one of the more, uh, I would say fast paced tracks off this album. Um, but still, it's still decent. It's Okay.
2: I love this track. I'm having a hard time deciding what's my favorite track on here between this one, uh, Sea of Green, Don't Get Too Comfortable. I mean, these they're God, all so good. good.
0: Yeah,
2: yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of really bomb tracks on here. Uh, it's just another funky radical bomb track. Um, but, you know, <laughs> as you were talking, isn't this the conversation that was had about Clutch like 10 years ago, you know, in between say, like, Elephant Riders, Jam Room, and, um, oh, gosh, uh, Blast Tyrant. You know, that, mm-hmm. and, you know, and then right on into from Beale Street to Oblivion. Beale Street, yep. You know, where it was just like, wow, what, what happened to rats over the dishes? What happened? You know? yeah. <laughs> they, they went from a shogun named Marcus to, to, you know, to uh, bang, 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 bang. Uh, Vamanos, at, Vamanos.
1: You at, yeah, you look at Pitchfork and you compare that, that first right. album that is just heavier than Balls, uh, and then you look at that and compare it to Beale Street or right. or something like that, it's starkly different. For
2: sure. But
1: and you you at some point as a listener have to make a decision as to whether you're going to stick with this band and if you like what they sound like now.
2: You know, again, I, I brought up Clutch because, I mean, there, there's the – there's the evolution of you know a band that was you know kind, you know that had a hardcore more hardcore vibe to it in the beginning, and then really defined what we've come to know as stoner rock, you know. So the sword started out as more crunchy, more gritty, and has really sort of evolved into this more laid back '70s vibe. Like I said before, I mean this feels like '70 like late '70s guitar rock. Like, mm-hmm. like they should have all been standing on top of, like, a big old Chevy, you know? <laughs> wearing baseball shirts playing in the sunlight, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. With big-ass glasses and bell-bottom pants, baby. You know, I, uh... And I love that feel to it. It might just be, you know, my age showing or whatever, but I... Not everything has to sound like, you know, Pantera. And I know it comes, sounds weird from the guy that says everything has to sound like Pantera. But... um, <laughs> But I don't know. Let's
0: the fear is warm.
2: Um, but yeah, man, I uh, we hear a lot of stuff on the metal hammer of doom, and you know, and we use the word samezy, and we try not to use it. We try to give bands their due, but I, a lot of stuff doesn't stand out. At you know, like once we're done listening to it, I, I immediately delete it from my Spotify playlist. You know, playlists, and I don't think about it anymore until maybe like the end of the year when we're like, well, what do we like? This one has gotten multiple plays, and it's been in my head. And I'll tell you, like, I go for the nightly walks now, and you should see me, man. I'm like bebopping in the street. I'm like, yeah, <laughs> like like I'm trying, like I'm trying to walk for exercise. Meanwhile, I'm like, you know, I'll, there might as well have been a camera in front of me. I'm like, you know, throwing my hands up and I'm like, yeah, deadly night. <laughs> you know, my, I walked in the house and I, you know, and I've got, I've got my earphones on. So my wife can't hear what I'm listening to. My daughter can't hear, but I'm like dancing through the house. I'm like grabbing them and dancing with them. You know, I'm doing a whole thing. I'm stealing a lot of my my moves from uh, Grease Lightning from the movie Grease, you know, and it's it's just so good. It got it, it's the, the rhythm gets me, Robert Cooper. Do you understand what I'm trying to tell you? The rhythm in Used Future, the album, gets me from head to toe. It's the it's the groove that makes my booty move. You try you picking up what I'm putting down?
0: Oh hell yeah! Like like changing a pit, man.
2: <laughs> oh, Jesus. <laughs> so what are your thoughts, sir? Yeah, uh, Deadly Nightshade, go.
0: Uh, it is not quite as good as the Megadeth song of Deadly Thank
1: Nightshade. Thank you. Yes, yeah. <laughs> I can't, dude. I first saw the title of this song, and that's immediately what I went to because I can remember Deadly Nightshade being so memorable off that album for some strange reason.
3: Deadly Nightshade, which, which is
1: funny, both I think both songs are about a woman. Uh, so, take that for what it's yeah. worth. Go ahead, go ahead, Coop.
0: I mean, I mean, I did dig this song though. It's a, it's a fun song. It's got a good groove to it. It almost has like a lumbering verse in a way. Like it almost, it's almost slowly pulled out of the singer. If it makes sense, it's not, it's not usually quick. It's almost like you, you, they're pulling the words out of them, and I like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I dig this song. I feel like it's really catchy. I like that it's heavier because I do feel like we're kind of missing out on some of the heavier tracks that they used to offer.
2: I'm not missing it. I'll be honest with you. Uh, there's there's enough groove on this. There's enough uh, there's enough vibe. How many times do I say groove and vibe in this one episode? Um, the, there's enough bass in these that I'm not necessarily. I I think on the Metal Hammer of Doom, it's a little. It's nice to kind of take a break and hear something that isn't quite as metal as we're used to dealing with on here. That's that's my opinion. Jesse and I did a video uh, reaction to this next one. It's called Twilight Sunrise. So here is some of my thoughts on that one. I feel like if there's one track that they threw together to make the, the old sword fans happy, the Jesse sword fans, if you will, is this one. It's probably, like the, sword fans. It, it's probably like the heaviest one on the album by, by a fair stretch. Um, and it, you know, and is it heavy? No, not by any classic definition of the, of the worm or the word, you know, the term, but you know, by comparison to some of this other stuff, yeah, probably. I mean, this is probably as close as we're going to get to the old sword on this album. Uh, would you agree, Jess?
1: Yeah, this is something that probably would have fit on Apocryphon, I, I believe. Uh, this is a, this is one where I- I'm singing along with it and enjoying it. Uh, they had uh, I love kind of diving into their lyrics because what you see the sword talk about a lot of times is humanity in some shape or form or, or humanity's relation to uh, religion and, you know, and the choices that humanity makes. Uh, I think when we get to don't get too comfortable, I think that is a, not only is it a great song, but it's, it is a great commentary as well. Uh, So, that is one of the strong suits i believe that the sword brings and they 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 are great at writing lyrics in my opinion and putting a wonderful song to it uh so when you listen to a sword song usually if you're paying attention to what's being said you come you come away with you either come away with something to think about or you know you're just impressed with the fact that he put something like this together to kind of try and tell a story so yeah twilight sunrise I'm, you know, I I dig it. Coop?
0: I like that it it hits the accelerator at that, you know, like at a certain point in the song. like, all right, this is good. And then it's like, boom, fucking goes like three times as fast. It's fucking cool. (laughs) I love that shit. I know. This is the song they wrote to appease me. They're like, yes, you rubber, Cooper. This is the song's for you. And I'm like, oh my God, they're singing to me. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh! And Robert Cooper threw his dirty underwear at him. Oh, um, my. <laughs> oh, oh I think
0: they'd probably throw me out just because of the smell.
2: <laughs> Alright. We're gonna keep the, I know Robert's got a hot date tonight, so we're gonna keep the party moving here. Um here's my one complaint about the album, and this is as good a time as any to to bring this up. I feel like it was really backloaded with some real great groovy music. Um it's front loaded I mean, it's like you you have the instrumental prelude, and you have two pretty solid tracks, then another instrumental, then another instrumental, <laughs> then a really great song, probably, if not the best on here, then the second best on here by a long stretch, then another instrumental, and then boom, and then one, two, three, four, five tracks in a row, none of which I believe are um, instrumental, all really solid, all really, good, really, really good, It's it's a weird way to construct this album Um, Here's what I'm talking about, baby dolls This is The Wild Sky All right, all right, all right. Gentlemen, what's our thoughts here? Jesse, you got a little bit of an instrumental, a little bit of a break. What do you think?
1: I thought about your comments on the construction of the album itself. There's a feeling that I get, like, if I was at a concert, you know, this would be the guy's uh, set list. You know, they okay, it's time to take a little bit of a break. Well, you know, give the vocalist a little break. Turn, turn the band loose. Uh, it's important that I tell everybody that I kind of agree with you when it comes to the fact that they're they're front loaded with. Or this is you know there's a lot a lot more instrumentals than what you normally see uh, in, in an album. And I just got done complimenting the lyrics and, and how they've come up with, and tell a great story sometimes or make you think that is something that's missing from this album. I don't get. All that great stuff that makes me go, "Oh man, that's a good song. Listen to the story that's being told. Uh, you don't get that with instrumentals. you just get to sit back and, and smoke your joint and and let let things be uh, so
2: let let me, uh, let me quick add that. I mean, I want to let you continue, and I want Robert to weigh in here, but the one thing that one resounding remark I want to make about this album is that if I like to get high, this is the album to get baked to. <laughs> Like Agreed. if you're gonna get baked to any modern <laughs> rock's album, this is the one.
1: Yeah, I agree. Uh, it it it's laid back. I mean, there's no other better term, in my opinion, to say that the sword. You know, the guys that brought you was it Beryl's blade? I can't even pronounce it right. But uh, you know, all these all these great heavy throw your fist up in the air songs that you just oh hell yeah. And then now you just can sit back and watch them morph into this retro stoner band uh, and yeah it's it's something to just chill and listen to yeah
2: Coop. this this is very psychedelica
1: agreed
0: I love me some psychedelica
2: there's a psychedelia <laughs>
0: it's a band oh. name <laughs> yeah, I think it's a good question to ask ourselves sometimes
1: in, or the Google machine,
0: or the Wayback machine. Oh, no! We're definitely in in the, of the machine.
2: We're definitely in the Wayback machine.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's right, musically. I would, I would agree. Uh, I don't think what would be a good band? I've never smoked weed or gotten high.
2: Hmm.
0: I don't know. I think some Pentagram would be pretty fucking good for that. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, well, I just, I don't know. It's good groovy doomy stuff, or some Electric Wizard. That's just that. Or Earth. No Earth would definitely be number one. Angels of Darkness, Demons of Light. Yeah, that's that's what I used to write music, uh, write papers to all day. It's fucking groovy. It's even got gospel influences in some pieces. Interesting stuff. Anywho, I really dug this instrumental. Uh, it was really engaging. kept me uh, kept me wanting more. And yeah, I dug it. Good shit, man.
2: Alright, let's keep the party moving We're going to skip intermezzo We're going to go right to, like I said You know, as far as songs that really Got into my bones And, and, and moved me
1: Oh, get ready oh, Get ready
2: <laughs> You know, I was, I was really stuck on Deadly Nightshade there for a bit And then Jesse was like Give Sea of Green another listen And I, I can't get this song out of my head Out of my bones, out of my heart Out of my feet I, it's just It's all up in me It's in me Alright, here we go. This is Sea of Green. i mm-hmm. my god, oh my god, oh my god, one, two, oh my god. Oh, <laughs> lay back on the hood, back against the windshield, and stare into the sunlight, smoke a bowl, and let your problems just soar into the atmosphere. Oh, oh let the man. Co- let the colors <laughs> of the world swirl around you and take you to Nirvana. Not the band. Um, Man So good How awesome is that song
1: Dude let me tell you The beginning of that song Sounds like something I would have heard Off of a country station Down here in the old <laughs> Mid-Ohio Valley and that Immediately made me go oh my Gosh what am I getting into Now the sword have done flip their shit And then all of a sudden Like the clouds part and the angels shine their heavenly light down, <laughs> and they bring upon this tremendous stoner rock song that is probably one of the absolute... It, it is easily, in my opinion, the absolute best song off of this album. If you are not bobbing your head, like within that first minute, and like playing air bass, I don't play <laughs> air guitar on this song. I play air bass, oh, and yeah. I love it. My gosh, man! I cannot say any. I can't say much more other than this song is awesome.
2: This is that song that you just want to run out and share it with people. Like, listen, oh, absolutely. Your, your life has been incomplete. You need to hear this song. And what <laughs> what hurts my soul, <laughs> Robert Cooper, what, what what cuts me deep is that there are a handful of people that I feel like, their lives would would benefit from hearing this song they, they would be better people for hearing this song and i and they just you know it's like hey, it's not their thing but it's so good like it should transcend a thing it should transcend taste it's
1: that good
2: and it makes me sad that people don't see god in this <laughs> song <laughs> when it stands before them and touches them on the shoulder and says, everything's going to be all right.
1: Uh, oh, wow. We we haven't oversold it, have we, Coop?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if we're exaggerating or not.
1: I, I mean, like,
0: I don't judge you for it. <laughs> Good. It's pretty fun, though. I dug it. It's groovy as fuck.
1: Yeah. Man. You, you can't. You cannot avoid the groove in that song at all, man. It's so good.
2: Yeah, that's that that that's one where I I could definitely, you know, I mean, it, it's no, I've wasted too much time fucking you that I would play it, you know, repeatedly <laughs> from last year's Steel <laughs> Panther. Um, you know, it's not quite anthem, but it's definitely repeat worthy. It's so good. It's it's a keeper. Um, let's move on to our next. Instrumental, that's what the kids call it. Our next instrumental of the sword used future, this one is called Nocturne. <laughs> All right, man. Another um, pretty gloomy tune, you know it. Uh, you know what I was thinking about when I was driving home? That was a very, it was very typo negative sounding. Like I'm listening to the song, and all I can hear is the dearly departed uh, Pete Steele. Thinking, I wrote this song on the crapper about a girl, you know. it just he did. He wrote a, he one of the songs. He made a point of telling us that he wrote while taking a shit. <laughs> Um, Who is he? Me? <laughs> I do my best. I do my best work upon the throne. Um, no, it sounded. Uh, Nocturne sounds very typo negative ish, um, at least to me. I know Jesse, you're not as familiar with typo negative, and the only thing Rob remembers about typo negative is I fell asleep during that podcast.
3: You did. <laughs> I really so did. Hardcore
2: crazy, too. <laughs> like, wow. Long stretches wow. of silence and a little bit of snoring. Um, but anyway. Jesse I, I was
0: snoring during the song and I just thought somebody left a fan on. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Alright, Jesse, what'd you think? What'd you think of Nocturne? Oh,
1: Nocturne. And speaking of Nocturne, these guys at least Mark Radilich is not nocturnal, that's for sure. He is a he has gotta be living by the daylight. Um living I will tell you, after midnight. That's not, your, that's not your song. not your the dawn.
2: <laughs> Loving till the morning. And I'm, I'm gone. gone. I'm gone. Living
1: <laughs> after midnight. All right, go ahead, Jesse. Oh, my goodness. Uh, Okay. Living after midnight. Damn it. <laughs> the sword. The sword. They say, listen, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, that last tune was great. All right. But... We're throwing some more stuff at you that you may not be just as comfortable with as you were before. And that's, I think, a theme throughout this album. They make a point to show you that, okay, yeah, you like this tune. This is kind of what we were about. But here's some, here's some more of the stuff that we're, uh, you know we're, we're getting into. As, as we evolve as a band. Uh, 80s synth, I mean, there's some synthesizer all over this piece, and it's really, just like you said, kind of, uh, you know, ominous, and it, it, it's almost nostalgic in a way. It, it reminds me of, like, oh man, I watched Kung Fury, and the problem is, is that's a bad example because that was only done a few years back, but it was so 80s retro because of the synthesizer you heard throughout most of the sh- uh, of the half hour uh, show, the half hour movie itself, that was on purpose to give you that '80s movie feel. That's kind of what I get here. Like this is something that you know you see the the hero walking off into the distance uh, just as his partner got murdered. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> it, that's what it feels like. But uh, Coop, can you, can you, hold on. He's still living after midnight.
0: Been
1: working till the dawn.
2: He's getting ready for his hot date because he's going to get some hot
1: stuff, baby, this evening. Want some hot, hot stuff, baby tonight? Baby tonight,
2: uh, Robert. going to
0: hang out with a bunch of girls that aren't dating me. It's great.
1: Oh, all right
2: Oh, you don't. Oh, I thought you had. Were... I thought you had a hot date.
0: No, no, no. I'm just going out to drink with the girls.
2: Uh you, you and the rest of the bitches, huh?
0: I mean, pretty much. It's a pretty cool group of bitches. <laughs> and me. Five like dislikes on the YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> Robbing
2: his... Oh. Robbing his gaggle of vaginas. <laughs> Ten oh, dislikes. I was okay with the show up until
1: the guy started talking about vaginas. <laughs> get,
2: get, get back to saying this song is God. Um... <laughs>
0: it's like that time when the three beards where I said I'm not wearing pants and somebody in the live chat went well I'm out
2: <laughs> I'm not wearing any pants hey, film at 11 All right, are you ready to uh, uh, should I just move on to the next song there uh, Mr. Fancy Pants no, hey there oh, fancy uh, pants that's...
0: oh uh, hold on alright I'm in the car now we're good
2: <laughs> terrific so, yeah.
0: Yeah, Nocturne. Fucking dug that song, man. Like, this album is one of those... I didn't necessarily have a ton of hopes for it. As I, uh, you know, kind of heard bits and pieces of it, then it really... I really felt like it picked up for me. Like, you know, I really started kind of getting what they were putting down, you know? Picking it up. Turning it all around. Having fun.
2: Doing the hokey-pokey with it.
0: Turn yourself around. That's right, you know... That is one of my that is one of my favorite really shitty jokes. When somebody goes, "Well, you know, that's what it's all about," I'm like, "I thought that was the hokey
1: pokey." Oh jeez, uh, why? Uh. I cannot wait until Robert Cooper is a father. He has got so much <laughs> practice at dad jokes; it's amazing. <laughs> Don't I, dude? I steal from you. I am the father of three kids. I steal from your single ass.
0: Do you really?
1: <laughs> I do, sir. <laughs> oh, I I am flattered. I'm sure that you had some inspiration in the overtaker joke that I made to my daughter on the way to school a few days back. Uh, she, goes, she goes, we're about to watch The Giver in class. I said, what's The Giver? And she goes, you don't know what The Giver is? I said, it's the opposite of The Taker. I said, is it The overgiver? The opposite of The Undertaker? Is that what we're talking about here? That was a lame-ass joke. But damn, she's like, I'm out of here. Gets out of the car and then shuts the door <laughs> on my face. That's so. great. <laughs> uh, it's yeah. the overgiver. I was like, that's Coop all. That's oh, got Coop written all over it.
0: Oh, yeah. There's one who made a joke. It was, uh, what was it? It was talking about, uh, short people and what are their nomenclature.
1: <laughs> I can see where this is going.
0: <laughs> I was like, uh,
4: wow.
1: Oh, that's uh,
0: awesome. Oh, and he was, and my sister was talking about Shakespeare, and he's like, "Oh yeah, what is it? Like Midsummer
2: Night's Dream?" He goes, "You got to be fucking kidding me!" <laughs> Boo! <laughs> Here is what I've noticed, at least with my own daughter, though. Though from what you are saying, Jesse, this is pretty consistent. It's like you, you know, like you as a dad, you could be stodgy, you could be serious, but like if you try to like have goofy fun with your kids like your sons may be into it they might be goofy too but the daughters are just like what are you doing Every- Yeah, they shut your shit down dude. everything they shut you're you down everything you're doing is embarrassing but we're alone in the house no i'm i'm mortified someone might be seeing through the walls like everything you do as a dad is embarrassing no matter what you're doing it does not get any
1: better, sir. I mean, as they oh. as the as the young girls get older, we certainly as fathers do not get wiser, according to them. All right, That's oh, man, answer.
0: I'm just gonna get worse because I have this problem of doubling down on this shit.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, it's not like it's not like I don't. I, I it's not like I stop. Like I said, I'm oh, yeah, the one I was that like say, we, kick...
1: you continue it on purpose. Yeah, that's, that's I I the like glory again, of
2: it. I kicked open the door and no one else could hear the music I was listening to. Dude, I make references nobody understands and I dance to music nobody can hear. That's how I live my life.
0: <laughs> oh, I do too. I just start like bebopping around and head banging an air guitar and shit. Just I do that with. shit
2: at work. Like you know, like I'm I'm they surrounded do. by I'm surrounded by inmates. Um you know, nurses are trying to, you know, book people in and I'm just like wandering around the, the booking station and go, you know, singing hot stuff by mystic prophecy and dancing in front of inmates. They're
0: they're trying to they're trying to book people and get dates.
2: <laughs> yeah, exactly. Try trying to avoid errant dick pics. Um, I'm, I'm
0: just you know what's funny? Like the metal girl I was uh I've been talking to told me she, I was like yeah I, I said did you delete your profile she goes no, nah, I just unmatched you to clean my inbox up I figure you got my number what's it matter I was like oh yeah so what have you got on there she goes well there's about nine guys that have messaged me and like you know we snapchatted a little and immediately all they did was send me of course send me their dick
1: of course like
0: <laughs> so like seven guys dick I like, what about the I was like so what about the other one she goes well the other guy, I don't really see his dating material. I said, why is that? He goes, well, he's really cool when we talk about music, but he has a neck, face, and back tattoo that all connect." And I <laughs> kind of feel like that's just <laughs> after, He's just making bad life choices. <laughs> I'm like, well, face tattoos tend to be the first one.
2: There's a lot of face tattoos where I work. All right, I'm going to go ahead and play... Speaking of being uncomfortable, I'm going to go ahead and play Don't Get Too Comfortable. And then I got a question for Jesse, the disapproving dad. So here we go. Mm. This is, as I said before, Don't Get Too Comfortable. As much as I would have liked to have played more of that, unfortunately, we got to move this along, you know, fair use and all. It's a great song. It's a very, very laid-back, groovy song. Uh, lots, A little bit of funk to it. Definitely a lot of groove. Jesse Starcher.
1: Oh, yeah. This is probably one of the songs that I say has the, the most meaningful message off the album I, I believe I mean it's it's easy to figure out what he's saying here uh, and it's it's just you know don't don't get too comfortable you're you're in a position where everything could be going great but just like that things could change and one of the things that I sent you guys a message on in our chat was I honestly believe that this is a this is a song to their old fans the ones that are kind of grumpy that you know, these guys have changed their sound. Listen, things change. Things happen. Bands evolve. People
2: change. Exactly. (laughs) Sorry.
1: (laughs) What he's singing. That is, that is right. Uh, Don't get too comfortable. You know, we could be looking at two albums on down the road and the sword could be doing something completely different than this. What could it be? I don't know. I, I like the, direction they're going, I hope that they kind of... I'd love to see them bring some heavier stuff back, but either way, I'm... The the, the the song title says it all. Don't get too comfortable.
2: Rambler man, road warrior, Robert Cooper, What are you? what's going on over there? Are you too comfortable?
1: Highway man.
0: What am I rambling
2: about? <laughs> Which, these nuts? Yes, we we're always rambling about these nuts. The but,
0: countryside? Uh... Oh, God, country. <laughs> oh, country is the dirt fucking
2: worst. Jesse, all day yesterday, all I kept telling people was that, uh, uh what's his face, is buried in Killarney. Oh, shit. Oh, <laughs> I, I was literally just throwing my hands in the air and just randomly yelling out, it's buried in Killarney. <laughs> what the hell? Oh, <laughs> oh, man. Don't worry about it. It's a Jesse and me thing. See your way the out ra- of it
1: dude the references the, you know we made it was it what which one was it Where we were talking it was me you and ronnie when we were talking about uh you know you worked in a record store and yeah that made was this the mid mini- reference that
2: was the ministry uh review yep, and coop okay. was there for that, that.
1: okay coop was there yeah all right I- so you you your your work family had to have felt exactly like us
2: oh yeah they have no that, idea what they have no idea what the hell I'm talking about half the time, but I'm but I'm damn funny. So you know, people are people are with it. I make them laugh. That's the important thing. You can sound like an insane person, but as long as you are not hurting anybody and you're funny, you can get away with it. That's what I've learned. Oh, Cooper, okay. second second attempt. Don't get too comfortable. What'd you think?
0: I mean, I'm pretty damn funny. Oh, this. Song. Yeah, I mean. I, I like the I like the song. Uh, again, I wish I would have done a little more lyrical analysis. I didn't guess he's really onto something because it. I've noticed there are some bands that drastically change their musical stylings as they get older, like uh, like Terry on. They, they started they started as a death metal band, and, and this year they released a three hour uh, rock opera.
1: Wow, that's different.
2: You I have not, not, I not heard like, oh, the new cool. theory on yet. Thought
0: it was three hours, and I'm like, oh fuck that!
1: <laughs> three hours?
0: It. Yeah, it's called the. uh, Is it the beloved Antichrist or something like that? Something like something that. Something
2: like that. How yeah. Do
1: you, how do you spell that? Never mind. Th- I found it.
2: Therion, T
1: H E R I O N. R I O N. Holy no, shit! Oh. There is 46 tracks. <laughs> 46
0: wow yeah, that sounds I, uh, about right I mean there's stuff like Asphyxiate with Fear is a really awesome song off there one of their first albums that's that's good shit but yeah it's really interesting to see some of those like you know death metal bands that just kind of went either into like a gothic or like a power metal turn usually it's kind of gothic I mean look at Paradise Lost That an album called Gothic
2: Jesse Starcher but, yeah, uh, oh Go ahead. Keep going, Coop.
0: I was just going to say, uh, and with this band, they kind of went more of a, I mean, you can kind of smell some of that almost like southern, almost like a southern rock in some ways. Yeah. Maybe more of a, well, i go with maybe more of a desert rock, kind of like a Caius. I like Caius. Caius yeah. is a really good
1: band. One of the reviews I read uh, compared one of the songs to Skinnard. So I think you're yeah. on to something there, Coop.
2: Well, I'll tell you this. Yeah, I know Not this song not in particular, part. but one of the earlier songs, I want to say it might have been like Sea of Green, I got a very Rush Vi- Rush vibe from.
1: Mm-hmm. You can see the influences of bands like that you know, all over the sword. And what's funny, it, it, well, what's good about this is they bring them together and they lay it out for you in an album like this, take it or leave it if you like it or not, but you, you can feel those influences on it.
0: Yeah, yeah, there's one song on here later that does straight up I was like, Oh boy, I love Skinner. That's how <laughs> I got kind of that idea of the Southern Rock. But so I will say what does make me sad is when good death metal bands with good death metal logos or even good stoner metal bands with good stoner metal logos go legit and just lose like that cool logo. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm.
2: Jesse, I'm gonna yeah. say I'm gonna send you an article here in our music chat. You, it's up to you whether or not you want to discuss this. Oh, boy. Um, in the meantime, while I'm sending that to you... So, my daughter had my daughter and her and my son had their friends, there, which are the neighbor kids, in the house earlier. And one, no, one of the girls is, is special needs. So, I think that that's some of it. But I'm just curious if you go through this with your kids. Where, like, one of their friends just wanders off into the house and goes into a bedroom. Like, not my bedroom or anything, but, you know, like, one of the other kids' bedrooms. She just wanders in there by herself... And it took me a second, and I realized the kid isn't in the living room anymore, but my two kids are. And I'm like, dude, where your friend go? Like, oh, hey. she went into my room. And I'm like, um... And I'm like, hey, kid, you can't be in there unless one of my children are with you. And now, my, now Lily got up and went and joined her. But I was like, is, why is this happening? And again, it might be just the kid doesn't really know any better, but is this something that you have to deal with?
1: Yes. Well, yeah. I, I guess I would say, not not as much. We don't have too many kids over to the house very often. We do have a few friends of Caleb's that shows up every once in a while. Well, I
2: forget, you sit out on your front lawn now with the shotgun yelling, get off my lawn.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is my property. My property.
2: <laughs> I'll see that toilet paper. I'll put a bullet Yes.
1: <laughs> get off my property. Uh, yeah, every once in a while we, we'll, we'll have that, but I mean here lately the kids that are coming over really don't know us a whole lot so they kind of stick around in the in the living room in full view but still you're just uh, we've had that in the past like dude the next door neighbors that we lived by you talk about getting comfortable well I would have liked to have told them don't get too comfortable because they're, they're in some you know they're in a room they're downstairs upstairs wherever and you're just like well who's keeping an eye on this kid why is he getting into shit what's going on the kids that we used to live by were Horrible about that, um, I think it's just a matter of: Do you know these kids? They come over a lot.
2: Yeah, they they play they with my over, kids they every day. Okay, well yeah.
1: then that's probably why they 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 just feel comfortable. I here's here's the here is the question that you should probably ask me: If that was happening to me, would I like it? And the clear and definite answer is: Fuck no. Stay in one room. Keep your ass where I can see you.
2: There you go. I don't even want them in the house, quite frankly.
1: (laughs) We'll agree with that, too. I'm raising my hand. I agree. They they, they come over. They come over.
2: (laughs) They they do. They do. They do come over. They come over. All right. Speaking of coming over, here's our title track of this evening's proceedings. This is Used Future. used future. So if there's one song that screams Skinnered vibe on this album, it's this one. Like the vocals are oh, very Skinnered.
0: That guitar, yeah. the vocals.
2: Like if you didn't like, know yeah, any that better.
0: guitar sounds straight up. Like yeah, it just sounds straight it sounds more Skinner than Skinner does right now.
2: Yeah. <laughs> by far. Like if like if you didn't know this was the <laughs> Sorry, I'm laughing at our chat. Um
1: Ronnie's upset
0: (laughs) Oh god what am I missing now
2: Uh, Well you're not in the chat But now is as good a time to bring this up as any Um, Before I do though Because this is going to derail the podcast uh, Do we have anything that we want to talk about As far as this very Skinner-esque title track Used future I I do want to
1: say I like this song a lot And uh, if you We missed an opportunity to cover this video Because I didn't know it was out there uh, this was actually one of the videos that got released, and there is something going on. It isn't just lights and the lyrics coming up on the screen like we were we, like we had with Twilight Sunrise. Uh, this song's video is set to a Final Fantasy video game. It's uh, oh. theme. I should say theme. I don't want to say... I don't want people to get excited and go, oh, it's set to a Final Fantasy game. No, Aww. it's it's a theme. Uh, much much like Chrono Trigger, the 8-bit uh, uh-huh. or... The, it should be the 16-bit. Excuse me. The 16-bit kind of graphics. um Uh, So it would look like something off Super Nintendo. But I'm telling you right now, it's Final Fantasy driven because there's uh, they get in the fight with a bunch of robots. I believe it's the band in 16-bit form and they get in the fight with a bunch of like robots. And there's the hit points and battles or excuse me, and and, uh, the crazy attacks and stuff like that. So I haven't had a chance to watch the whole video, but I caught like bits and pieces of it throughout listening to it today. Um, And it looks really neat. I wish we would have covered that one on the Metal Hammer of Doom Extra.
2: Okay, um, so <laughs> let's, uh, let's talk about this for just one second. A friend of mine posted an article assume it's, assume it's not fake news. it's from Maxim.com I mean you know oh, no. technically reputable headline
0: reputable-ish uh,
2: exos sorry, ecosexuals are having sex with trees and nature to save the planet. We shamelessly hug trees, massage the earth with our feet, and talk erotically to plants.
1: (laughs) All right. The first gif, I don't even understand what it, it, this first gif is just two, a a guy and a lady, dry humping air, okay? That's, that's all they're doing. They're dry humping air. They're kind of touching the,
2: they're kind of touching the grass.
1: Sure. Well, they are. Okay, I'll give you that. Uh, they're squatting down and... and uh, but that isn't the worst. The worst is Third Gift Down, but I'll let you go ahead and continue, Mark okay. Radlich.
2: The wild world of sexual pledges is a big, big place that is often very difficult to fully comprehend. There's one type of sexuality social movement you've probably never heard of before, ecosexuality, also known as sex ecology. Make sure you talk oh, about this God. tonight with your gaggle of vaginas, okay, Cooper? This is your I'll this be is, there in a is <laughs> by a loose unofficial definition ecosexuals are folks who get off to nature and believe they are helping the planet by having sex with it like you do they rub up on plants they believe
1: they're helping the planet doing this
2: they rub up on plants roll, re- fertilizing. roll around in dirt until the orgasm have sex with trees jerk off into or under waterfalls etc that sort of stuff so here's my first problem with this um, the, the, the plants can't give consent.
1: <laughs> True. <laughs> turn right
0: on 4th grow means grow.
2: <laughs> waka waka. <laughs> <laughs> and for a formal definition, the Ecosex Manifesto on the official sexology, sex ecology website reads: "We are the ecosexuals. The Earth is our lover. We are madly, passionately, and fiercely in love." And we are grateful for this relationship each and every day. In order to create a more mutual and sustainable relationship with the Earth, we collaborate with nature. We treat the Earth with kindness, respect, and affection. You know, a hundred years ago, these people would have been locked away in an asylum.
0: I don't even know if they'd have made it that far.
2: (laughs) We make love with the Earth. We are aquaphiles, terraphiles, pyrophiles, and aerophiles. We shamelessly hug trees, massage the earth with our feet, and talk erotically to plants. We are skinny dippers, sun worshippers, and stargazers. We, we caress rocks, are pleasured by waterfalls, and admire the earth's curves often. <laughs> we, we make love with the earth through our senses. We celebrate our e-spots. We are very dirty. In other words, it's not Mother Nature. How many, how it's many more? It's Lover Nature. Come on.
1: Yeah, give me some more puns. I want some more. I, I, I want more, more double entendres, please, please.
2: <laughs> but it's important to know that they are varying degrees of ecosexuality. Oh, good, <laughs> it's, a, it's a vast rainbow. Where where the mild end of the spectrum includes things like using coconut oil as a sustainable sustainable alternative to lube. Good to know. Using okay. crystal dildos, walking around naked. And going skinny dipping. Well, if walking around naked makes you an eco-sexual, then I've been one for a very long time.
0: He's very eco-sexually active with himself. Yeah.
2: On the other, more extreme end of the eco-sex spectrum, people literally have sex with trees and logs and vegetables and whatnot. Finger plants...
1: <laughs> and whatnot. You know, finger plants not very, and flowers. <laughs> Oh my god Get married
2: to vegetation, oceans, and celestial bodies And do dirty stuff to dirt In an effort to show the earth some love and save the planet you know, There's a lot, again though None of this stuff can give consent So wouldn't it be rape?
0: They're raping yeah. the earth uh, I mean, Pee Wee Herman married an egg salad sandwich, didn't he? Did he really? <laughs> I know. it was was it potato salad? It was that joke of you love it so much Why well, don't you marry it? He goes, it, maybe I will
2: Terrific, and, and, and then is. he does. This is this is why the Muslims will win. Seven dislikes. You know, I have to wonder if if people will listen to this, start to type a comment, and then hear me laughing at the fact that we're making fun of whatever possible negativity is going to come out of this, and just going, "Why bother? There's no talking to this asshole."
0: One can hope. <laughs> I talk. We talk out of our assholes all the time on this show.
2: This is very true. If you're terribly confused as to, as to how boning an oak tree <laughs> or rubbing potting <laughs> or rubbing potting soil on your crotch will help the environment in any way at all, let <laughs> not me. Not <laughs> comfortable.
1: That does not sound comfortable don't, at
2: don't all. Don't get too comfortable with that potting soil. Um... Let me assure you that I, too, am not sure I understand the thought process behind this. I'm trying, though. I really am. I mean, I'm bush, all... You
1: know, Swamp Ass has now become a sexual comment. Swamp Ass. <laughs>
2: Jeff, swamp were you, Ass. Were you referring to the swamp to the gif? pretty
1: much most of my night.
2: Were you referring to the gif of the person who looks to be giving oral pleasure to the bush?
1: No, no. There is a... It's the third gif down, I believe, where she is... That's, it's right above that one. Okay. I can't. Well, I, I didn't even see the. What is she doing? She is straight up like got her face. Oh, that's
2: where you got that the- from. Okay, so so coop, you can't see it. Um, but this woman is like covered in pollen, and there's a comment this underneath, po- or, or or that says "pollen bukaki." Anyone, please, someone start a band called Pollen Bukaki.
1: <laughs> I mean, we have everything else. Dude, all I can do is look at that picture and just think of the horrible allergic reaction that I would have having pollen dumped on my face <laughs> That's all I can think of' it's because I would start sneezing and and this girl obviously enjoys it she's she's having a, she's having a good time
2: you know look I, I don't begrudge people their happiness you know and and I kid about the whole you know um consent thing I guess but uh like I said when 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 the red Chinese invade America we don't stand a chance we're gonna be too busy fucking drinking.
1: yeah a bunch of fucking hippies out there
2: uh we will uh we will have come and gone that's what we will have done boom Boom! still got it (laughs) waka waka
0: Ah, uh, good thing you didn't boil your loads with that joke.
2: you messaged Jesse during that song. Oh my God, the Skynyrd. Yeah. That was like a Skynyrd pink Floyd hybrid.
1: Yeah. That's another band that you mentioned that does feel like this is heavily influenced by when you listen to dark side of the moon, which is by far, probably the most popular pink Floyd album. There are, if I remember correctly, there are a few instrumentals on there and, Or just, you know, them playing and the girls singing in the background or whatever. That resonates throughout Used future, in my opinion. So, uh, again, 70s influence, man. Uh, It's it's good stuff. I'm a fan of Floyd, by the way. So, Coop?
0: Oh, yeah. Uh, That really did sound like kind of the baby between the two of them. I really enjoyed it, though. Again, a lot of this album really grew, grew on me as I listened to it. Uh, really I feel like it really would report uh reward repeat listens. Indeed. Where the fuck am I going? I fucking hate downtown. All right. God damn.
3: All right, this next <laughs> one's
2: a this next one's a really, really good track. This one is Book of Thoth. a short one there but uh, you know for a little for a short song it's awfully good awfully awfully good we got one more track to go we'll get to it momentarily give me your thoughts on the book of Thoth
1: book of Thoth what the hell's a Thoth I love if it would have been a Star Wars reference and it would have been the <laughs> book of Hoth
2: <laughs> dude I got a friend that lives in New York and and I and I mean I, you, you I'm sure sympathize with this you living in the Rust Belt but uh, they've been hit by a couple of Nor'easters and just buried oh, into yeah. like, 10 feet of snow. And so every time I call him, I'm just like, hey, did you ride your Tauntaun to work today? <laughs> I'm always teasing him. And, you know, and he, his, like, his one comeback, though, is just like, okay, you know, I'll call you back during hurricane season, asshole. I'm like, all right. Uh, maybe a sure. hurricane hits me. Maybe it doesn't. But you definitely got hit by three Nor'easters.
1: <laughs> one right after the other. Nah, stop. Uh, yeah, I, I dug, again. This is a great track. Uh it's not the best in my opinion, but it's still fun to listen to. Uh, it, it rounds out I think I think this is it. This is the last out, or this is the last track with some vocals, right?
2: Um I'm not sure. I, I
1: think Brown I think Brown Mountain is just uh, instrumental as well and then reprise is just a few uh, a few tracks, I believe. But we'll find out here in a few minutes. Regardless, Why don't uh you it's, believe Sorry. <laughs> Regardless, it is—it's uh, it, a great way to end out the the songwriting. If this is the last uh, the last bit of vocals that we get to hear, I'm I'm perfectly fine with it. Coop.
0: Yeah, uh, I thought it was a really groovy song. I like that they kind of brought the distortion back a little bit. So, uh, it was pretty fun, pretty fun song. I enjoyed it.
2: All right, let's uh, let's call it then. ten. Uh, we got. Uh, let's go ahead and listen to Brown Mountain, and then we'll give our final thoughts, and we'll get out of this piece. So here we go. Uh, don't know what you're laughing about there, giggles, but. Alrighty, that about does it here for our coverage of Used Future from the Sword. I'm gonna give this a solid A. I really, really dug this. I, I, you know, is it the most metal? Obviously not. I mean, we kept referencing like Rush and Skinner and Pink Floyd and whatnot. But you know, as far as song construction, as far as riffs that uh, really get into your bones and your soul, uh, mission accomplished. I really, really dug it. I, I, if this is the direction the Sword is going. I am along for the ride, take me with you, sword, wherever you may roam, Jesse yes
1: yeah, sword you the sword used future uh, not as not as offensive to me as high country was, okay, I came from apocryphon to high country, and I was really let down now, we go into used future and again, I was worried. I was concerned. Am I going to get more of that? Am I going to be that uh, let down again? And I wasn't. Initially, I was scared. After the first listen, Mark Radlich says, this is a damn good album. And I said, pshaw. Right.
2: <laughs> you, I don't think so, You pretentious snob, you.
1: <laughs> this is the metal hammer of doom, after all. Where are you coming from? <laughs> Judas Priest Firepower. Remember that album? Uh, but the thing is is that after repeat listens this will grow on you i i i it is a great album to just put on and do whatever you want to do and catch it in between whatever you're doing and maybe even dance while you're vacuuming the floor like i was yesterday i was doing it my wife was dancing to this album she was getting down nice and yeah so it, it that says a lot so this is this is an album that deserves praise, in my opinion. And I think a lot of people pulled the trigger, just like I did, right at the beginning. And said, this is such a departure. Oh my gosh, man. Gods of the Earth, dude. Fre- the Freya. Or the Freya. See? Now that was mistitled on a YouTube video, and now I'm calling it The Freya. Oh. Uh, Freya. <laughs> Freya, man. You know, this is—it's it, that's not them anymore. Just like Clutch is not Pitchfork, when we used to hear that way back in the beginning Shogun Named Marcus I mean we're at a point in life where you can say a band can evolve and this band is in the process of doing that don't get too comfortable okay don't do it Uh, by the way it's making uh, number three it's knocking Avatar Avatar Country down just under Judas Priest goes the sword out of the 13 albums that we have covered so far this year
2: outstanding outstanding Coop.
0: God damn, I fucking hate downtown. Fuck!
3: <laughs> Terrific. Uh,
0: what a glowing review. I'm to my way out of some fucking public parking when it's for a fucking hotel. Um, God damn it.
2: First of all, sir, don't drive angry. Second of all, you want to... The rest of us aren't going on your date with multiple women. Could you please give your thoughts on the album, sir? <laughs> Hold on. Almost
0: done turning. <laughs> okay. Gosh, just, just a minute. Just a minute. Give me me Oh, okay. I got part right there. Oh, fuck me, run. All right. Okay. Anywho, uh, this album, you know, just like we were talking about, it really does grow on you. It's like the clap. <laughs> I mean, you kind of, I mean, you know, it's it's a it it's a real good time. Uh, You won't regret it Even though maybe you will in the morning I don't know I'm not a good judge of that stuff So yeah Fun album Uh, It's one of those I would kind of look past preconceived notions And stuff that you really know about the band And just give give the album a try man Uh, I give it a solid 4 out of 5 It's a fun one It's a grower And I mean there's tons of groovy songs that are on it So give it a listen
2: all right, now we got, speaking of treats, we got a real treat for you next week here on the Metal Hammer of Doom and the Rattledigion Broadcasting Network. We are going to review the very first Power Metal album. Um, what is it? Uh, metal Something or Other for Immortal Man?
1: Oh, I'd tell you, but I don't remember either.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, we're very excited about the project. Um, hang on.
1: This is Power Glove.
2: Uh, yes, yeah, Power Glove. Metal combat for, a mortal, for the mortal man. We are yeah. going to go in the Wayback Machine, and uh, the reason why we're doing that for you is it's video game week every day, all week long here on the Metal Hammer of Doom we got a source material for the first six issues of Injustice, which of course came out of the video game. We've got our Damn You Hollywood, Hollywood if she could, review of Ready Steady Go, Ready Player One. And then as the aforementioned Power Glove, Metal Combat for the Mortal Man. And then we're going to do an on trial for the movie Tron. Not Tron Legacy, but the original 1980s Disney classic Tron. Uh, So go ahead and tune into all that mess. Uh, we've got, uh, now Jesse When can we, well, Jesse's been putting up Some of the old, some something old, something new Something blue and something used uh, We got some old Metal Hammer of Dooms that are going to go Into the rebroadcast pile here on Spreaker uh, Jesse, what's in store for us? What do you got going on?
1: Right now It just got uploaded So you could, you're going to get a dual shock Of Metal Hammer of Doom One of those broadcasts is this one right here that you're listening to right now, and then another one reaching all the way back in the archives from 2014. We have grabbed the baby metal, baby metal album review. So, and we also have on tap. At some point here, we will get the metal resistant baby metal album up as well. So you'll be here's the thing. I'm testing the hypothesis that if I put hashtag baby metal in the tags, (laughs) we're going to get some listens because apparently that works according to what we see. And of course there is the other thing that, Hey guys, we're not so hard on the beaver here. We think baby metals. Okay. Check out the reviews and listen to them. You might just understand that we're fans too. (laughs)
2: Uh, I think the question really becomes: When will we stop talking about this? <laughs>
1: <laughs> Give it a month; we we might get over it. But I tell you what: if the rebroadcast of Baby Metal, Baby Metal, skyrockets, I mean, listen, we have a hundred and eighty-some listens on our America Can't right now. Okay, and that was I don't know how long of an album that we you know that was a long podcast. We went to probably about two hours or so, and then. Rob Halford, Baby Metal, Metal Hammer of Doom Extra has 156 listens and probably that many comments, if not more. So we there, there is something there. We just got to find the right we got to find the right sack to tickle. Mark Radcliffe, right? <laughs> we want to tickle a sack, you know, and get some listens.
2: That's right. We gotta we we're tickling the bag of America. That's what we do we here are. in the Metal Metal Hammer of Doom. All right. Speaking of tickling a bag, Robert Cooper. Go ahead and do your plugs. Or not. Is he there? <laughs> Jesse Starcher, finish your plugs.
1: Ladies and gentlemen, go give the Rattlitch In Broadcasting Network Facebook page a like to stay up on top of all the great podcasts that we have to offer. We talk MMA, we talk comics, we talk movies. Uh, We also talk TV shows every once in a while. So there is something most likely that you'd like to listen to on the network. We're at home on Spreaker. Spreaker, ladies and gentlemen, not Blog Talk Radio anymore. Spreaker, check us out there. We're on all sorts of platforms, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher, uh, oh, iHeartRadio, ladies and gentlemen. You can find us there as well. Uh, if you'd like to follow me on Twitter, you can do so at StizNarkey. Source Material does a podcast on here, and I'm a part of it, and that is a comic book, uh, what would we do? say, book club. That's probably the best way to put it, where we discuss all sorts of fun comic book storylines that have come out. It's called the Source Material Podcast. There's something on there. 150-some episodes. The bar, he made it. <laughs> Terrific. Hooray. And we're almost at the end of the podcast. That's it. I I I turn it over to somebody here. Whoever's going next. Metal.
2: <laughs> hey. All right. You, are you going to do any plugs or say anything before you walk into the bar? Or do you or you just want to tell us to fuck off and let's get on with this? Metal. Terrific. All right, folks. Uh, tomorrow, <laughs> <Jeez>. <laughs> to, tomorrow night on uh, the Rattles Broadcasting Network, the Screaming Boy podcast returns with, a, with the rise and fall of Toys R Us, a panel discussion uh we'll do, we'll get that done it'll be fantastic we might have a treat for you friday night me and uh, the the harumphy hump ronnie adams we might be doing a little commentary we're not sure yet we'll see what happens i know people have been asking when are the new commentary is coming out you know when we have time when you do four three and four shows a week it's a little hard to get the stuff scheduled it is but, it's tough but we might get a to- we might get a commentary out there for you it'll be fun if we do um, the other thing is, look for some more Metal Hammer of Doom extras on YouTube and on the uh, Spreaker account. We might do some for Power Glove to promote the next Metal Hammer of Doom, and we'll just keep that train rolling. All right, speaking of trains rolling, uh, that's Jesse Starcher. He was Robert Coop, the Metal Coop. I am your host, the Mandate Reporter, and frankly, I'm mortified, Mr. Mark Radledge. This has been the Metal Hammer of Doom Be well, be safe, and behave.
0: last-minute packing thing. I'm leaving for Hawaii in three hours and still haven't opened my suitcase. I never have time to pack and download shows before leaving for the airport. But I just got super fast fiber internet from my house and all those problems have vanished. I mean, I still wait until it's three hours before my flight to pack, but now I'm able to download my favorite shows in seconds while I run out the door.
1: Super fast fiber internet. AT&T. More for your thing. That's our thing. Limited availability may not be available in your area. Actual customer speeds may vary and are not guaranteed. Go to att.com slash get fiber to see if you qualify.